Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat, contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. Hello, legends, and welcome to another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the podcast that talks with the superstars every single episode. This is Spotlight. It's out every Wednesday night over the off-season, and we're focusing the light this week on Tyson Frizzell. Following is a collection of short interviews we've done on a range of different topics. Enjoy. Round 1, 2019, St George Illawarra versus North Queensland in Townsville. Our guest copped one in the nuts, and that's the nice way of putting it. Tyson Frizzell has lobbed. Mate, what the hell happened? Yeah, it wasn't a great start to the year, um, 2019. Um, yeah, it was just chasing chasing through and um, mm. we're trying, to, trying to catch a ball and make a tackle, but at the same time, um, I think it was Jordan Carr who caught the ball and, and ducked down straight away and I collected his knee coming on the way through and um, yeah you can say it, it dropped me it dropped me pretty quickly and uh, it took a took a while to recover at the time I you know didn't really know how far um, or how, how good it got me and yeah. it wasn't until the next the next stop in play um, after they'd scored a try I realised the pain wasn't going away. You get that sick feeling in your belly. Any bloke yeah. would know you get that that, that little belly ache, and uh, you can probably times that by ten, and just wasn't going away. Mm. So that night, or that during the game, went in the sheds, and you know went straight to the hospital to get it checked out. And I've said it, it, it sort of grew to a small orange, and went wow. straight into surgery. Went straight into surgery that night, and and got it all sorted out, mate. Um. Are you okay now? Yeah, mate. I've I've had um, I've had a kid since then, so yeah, good. Um, I'm all sorted now. Everything looks um, in tips off shape, so <laughs> there's no dramas, no dramas here. Which is, oh, I'm pretty lucky. Um, you know, I, I just wear I wear protection now, um, yep. just for my own sake. I've said, you know, in the past, you know, players wear mouth guards because they've been knocked in the teeth. Well, you know, I've been knocked in the ball, so I wear a, I wear a cup now. Um, and yeah, I'm very lucky. I know some boys that, um, have been, have been knocked down there or had their, um, testicles ruptured and, yep. you know, complications do happen. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I'm very lucky, um, to be able to, you know, say I've got a kid now and everything's all right. 
it's not a knee, it's not a wrist or a shoulder. I mean, it's, it's a, a very different injury. And, and I guess at the time, there's a whole lot of things going through your head pertaining just to day-to-day life. You're lying there looking down and there's this bruising the size of an orange. And, I mean, the first thing that, you know, would go through most blokes' mind would be what the hell happens here and what does the future hold? Yeah, it is. Um, it's a very common thing to, to, to get knocked down there, but it's not very common to, to rupture it. Um, yep. So at that point in time, I, no one really knew. Not many of the staff yep. had been through um, an injury like that. And even when I came through recovery, it was sort of like, look, mate, I know this is a, a lot of a mental side kind of thing, getting yourself yep. right. Um, than a physical thing. So, yeah, you know, all, all these kind of thoughts like, oh, am I going to be fine? Am I going to be yeah. able to, you know, have kids and all these other, because yeah, it's a lot of unknown, like I said. And um, once I sat down and I uh, got it checked out again after surgery and spoke with the specialists, um, I think I just needed to hear that to be able to clear my mind. Yeah. And, and like I said, now I've got protection that, you know, I, I wear now. Uh, even to this day. So uh, once I I got used to that, that was probably the weirdest thing that you had to get comfortable with. I, but, I bet. Um, yeah, it's like I said, it's all sorted now. Once I got my head right, um, the physical side was fine. There's a first for Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Two mates sitting down, talking <laughs> balls. Tyson Frizzell, delighted that you've uh, made a full recovery and really appreciate an insight on a pretty personal topic. Thanks for the chat, legend. We will do it again soon. Anytime, mate. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered the Blast, and dropping in is a fellow who's played 177 NRL games so far and has moved on to his next challenge, a new club. Very exciting. Tyson Frizzell has dropped in. How is Newcastle treating you, mate? Yeah, it's been it's been unreal so far. Um, in the thick of pre-season and it's it's almost over, which is which is a good thing. Um, the family settled in, which is a positive. Uh, allows me to just focus on footy, knowing that they're they're all settled. But um, yeah, so far so good. Before we talk league, let's hit on rugby union, uh, schoolboy footy. You played both league and union actually as a kid. But you toured with the Australian Rugby Schoolboys in 09 as a centre. Yeah. Um, it's sort of funny how things kind of went up. Obviously, was playing a bit of both league and union as a kid and was always the biggest sort of kid. So I found myself at prop uh, when I first started playing rugby. Wow. And then um, the older I got, I sort of started to lean up and grow into my body and um, made, me, made my way out in the centres. I didn't, I didn't enjoy the forwards too much in rugby. <laughs> it's um, a lot of... Uh, yeah, banging heads and, yep. and tackling all those ruck and moors, which is which is not ideal for me. And um, yeah, um, end up making schoolboys and touring um, England, Ireland, and, and Wales. I think it was in in '09. That is an awesome achievement at a young age. So why not Union? Why the the change to league? Um, yeah, I guess the path I went down rugby was was mainly because um, I guess through through 16 and 17 um, year old, I I kind of knew that I wanted to make footy footy a career. Yep. 
um, at that kind of age and, and it wasn't really happening with league. Mm. So I went down the union path and, you know, became obviously making the schoolboys. But at that point in time, uh, I think I was um, looking to go towards an academy in rugby, which sort of um, allowed you to train pretty much um, before before work hours and after work hours yeah. so you could have a job. And at that time, I think the MYC under-20s Taylor Cup just started a couple of years into it. And I guess it was a, as a kid at that age, you, you look at it and you're like, Oh, you want to, you want to have a crack at that. And yeah. I, I got offered to, um, to play in the, the 20 system there at Cronulla. And it sort of, sort of looked like a pathway that I could, you yep. know, potentially go down where in the rugby system at the time, it sort of, there was sort of no goal there at the end. Mm. It was sort of just chip away at the academy and um, see what happens. So, I thought I'd give league league a crack. I started playing league when I was five years old, and I thought, you know what, I'll give under twenties a crack for one year, and if things don't go well, well then, you know, I'll just go back to rugby and plug along there. But yeah, after my first year, um, extended for another two, and within the two years of playing um, over at Cronulla, I ended up making my debut. So. Yeah. Yeah, everything sort of just flowed from then. You debuted with the Sharkies 2011. You'd played 12 yep. games in two seasons there. Then you joined the Shar- uh, the, the Dragons, the mortal yep. enemy. Was that an easy yes. or a tough decision, mate? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was It was pretty tough. Um, I, you know, I sat on both sides of the fence and yeah. how, how big the rivalry, the rivalry actually is and, you know, having old boys from both sides is talking about the history and um, you know, big brother versus little brother. But in certain years, it's sort of changed the other way. Yeah, where, it has. You know, Cronulla probably been the more dominant one. But, um, yeah, at that time, um, it, it was tough to, to even tell Shane that I was going. <laughs> and, you know, I was just starting my career. And The Sharks were but, stacked with back rowers at the time, though, weren't they? Yeah. Well, that, that, was, a, that was pretty much the main issue. Um, for me was um, I would have had to sit in line yeah. for quite a few years um, to be able to, to be able to get a crack. And mm. there was sort of a spot there at the Dragons that wasn't too far. Um, it was home for me. Yep. Um, moving back down to Wollongong. So yeah, the, the Sharks were, were, were awesome for giving me an opportunity. And Shane was, um, you know, biting me uh, through, through the Sharks, but yeah, like I said, they, they were just stacked with back rows and an opportunity um, arose at the Dragons and I knew I'd take that and then, you know, hopefully make make the most out of it. And, you know, ever since then I've been, you know, pretty much a, a back row at the Dragons. You certainly have. Um, okay, well, fast forward eight years, Dragons to Knights. Was making that decision any easier or any harder than your first move of club? Um, yeah, it was probably my, yeah, definitely a lot harder. Yeah. Um, I guess your your heart's with a with a club, and you're so at that age, you know, you just want to play first grade, and yep. you're not you're not you, you don't realize um, the significance of, of the club that you play for, and, and all that. You just you're a kid coming through, and just want to play first grade. And then I was able to do that um, at the at the at the Dragons consistently, and um, play eight years there. Was able to you know make some rep footy there, and also captain the side a couple of times. So you do have that, um, 
that attachment to the club because yeah. they've, they've done so much for you and you've been there for so long. You grew up, um, you know, supporting the club and, yeah, you got to a point in time where it's sort of um, do you keep going along the same line or do you jump off course and, you know, try and make something work? Yep. And I guess that was – I was at a point in time there where, you know, I could have kept going down the same the same road but opted to change course and, and give it a crack and, you know, it might, it might lead me to – you know, a dead end street, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a crack and um, you know, have a yeah, like I said, give it a red hot crack and see and see where it leads me because um it's a massive change for me at this point in my career and um I still feel like I've I've got a lot more to learn and a yep. lot more to grow in, in terms of my footy. So I am hoping this change up um will do that for my career. Mate, I've got no doubt it will. Um put you on the spot here. Is there one game for the Dragons that stands out, mate, above all the rest for whatever reason? To be honest, any any time I got the opportunity to play in Anzac Day, yeah, uh, that was probably yeah my most favourite game um, yep. in the footy calendar. To be honest, um, playing at Allianz Stadium back then, now it's knocked down, but a packed stadium there was uh, was unreal, and you only get to experience that if you're, you're a Roosters or or a Dragons yep. player. And uh, you can I bet you can ask any anyone that's been involved in a game like that with a with a packed house on such a great occasion um you know you live for it as a as a footy player and and um thing that you thing that you watch on tv and want to be a part of um you know you got you got your state of origins and and all that that are different but in terms of playing club footy it's uh to be able to play on that day is is something that you know i'll probably miss one game that may stand out but for very different reasons round one 2019 you copped a hard one in the berries uh what happened yeah, uh, it wasn't a, a great start to that year, was it? And no. Always hated going up to Townsville and playing in <laughs> um, playing up in Townsville at, at that time of year. It's it's so hot and yeah. you know you're sweaty and but yeah, just chased. A, I think it was a chase to kick um, that had been put through and Jordan Carr, who just as he caught it, he dropped down and I'd gone over the top of him and just collected his knee. Oh. Um, Fair square and um, yeah, it dropped me. It dropped me pretty quickly. And at the time, I thought, oh, you know, I've been, I've been hit, and yeah, you know, you get the the aches in your belly, and um, it just didn't go away. So, trainer sort of said to me, yeah, you know, just check if it's still there. And like, yeah, it's still there. Um, kept playing for a bit, and I thought I was carrying on a bit because <laughs> it kept going, and Ooh. the pain didn't go away, and. I think they'd scored a try, and then as soon as it got to behind the try line, it just it, was, it just rattled me and it couldn't move. Um, and then, yeah, pretty much went in the sheds and got it checked out, and went to the hospital just for a just for a check. And, and by that time, it it had swollen up to a probably probably the size of an orange. Oh, then, good um, lord! Went yeah, went straight into went into straight into surgery that night, and um, got it all sorted out. But yeah, it's a kid later, um, it's all sorted, it's all fixed now. And um, yeah, like I said, was able to get, have another kid from it. So there's no dramas there. Yeah, no dramas. Everything's functioning and, and working well. Mate, really interesting one. I love this. Five tests for Wales, 14 for Australia. Obviously, both are really, really special. How cool mm-hmm. for your family was it representing Wales for their family history, their, their lineage? I'd imagine for. 
for the Frizzell family, that was an unbelievably emotional experience. It's hard for me to think back now, like um, they were doing for Wales and I was just, yeah, such a kid back then and yeah. being able to go over there on my own and um, play for them um, was pretty awesome. I think more so for my grandparents as well, yep. um, being proud um, Welsh people and yep. uh, living over there for so long and, and growing up with my dad and, and their, their family and now living over here. Um, yeah, it was great for them. But for me to be able to go over there and actually, I know I travelled there as a schoolboy, but um, being a part of that that Welsh team and and I guess the culture that those players had and the passion that they had for, mm. um, you know, the, the the Welsh side. I know a lot of them, um, you know, probably could have played for for England at the time, but opted to play for for Wales and how how much it meant to them to to be able to put on that jersey. And, Oh, mate, I'll, I'm forever grateful to be able to um, put on a Welsh jersey back then as a kid and being able to spend some time with them it was was awesome for me. From a quiet rookie, and you're still a, a quiet guy, you, you're not a bloke of, of a lot of words, but you're now a senior player. Has your role within the club changed over the years? Like, are you the type of fella that enjoys the... I guess the extra responsibility when it comes to mentoring and helping the young blokes establish themselves as first graders. I guess you can, you're right by saying I've always sort of been a, a quieter side of guy, but I guess the older I've got, the more comfortable I've been in um, mentoring and, and saying things to to other guys. I guess you can't really do that when you're not doing your job. So yeah. that's first and foremost. I make sure that you know. I'm playing good footy and yep. doing it and everything right for me to be able to say something because, um, you know, if she was on the other foot and I had someone saying that that wasn't doing that, you know, I probably wouldn't say anything yeah. or, you know, probably wouldn't listen to anything that they said. So, um, yeah, I guess over the years, the more consistent I've been able to be, the more of a role I've sort of played in yep. um, being a, a type of leader within, within a club or within a side. You're going to be honest with me here, buddy. Did you circle round four on the calendar as soon as the draw came out against your old mates at the Dragons? Yeah, I think the first thing I looked at was where is it being played? Was it being played at Cogra <laughs> or was it being played at, um, at McDonald Jones Stadium? So uh, I'm lucky that it's up in, um, in Newcastle first, yeah. which, is, which is good to see. And, oh, mate, I guess you can ask anyone that's, that's moved clubs or um, – yeah, move from team to team. You always want to be playing. Um, I guess your mates that you've been, you know, friends with for so long, yeah. and you want to be getting a win up on them, and you want to be playing well first and foremost. So, yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. Um, no different to you know making my debut for for the club too, as well as probably another another game that I'm looking forward to. But definitely, uh, round four is a, a game that um, I guess a lot of a lot of fans will be we're looking looking forward towards. Always a pleasure, Tyson Frizzell. Thanks for the chat. Best of luck in 2021 and beyond, mate. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for the chat. Hey, legends. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. How would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances voice recordings and more. The opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and 
we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want and when you want. Next week, we could be promoting you right here. Packages start from as little as a couple of hundred dollars. If you're interested in joining our team, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab. Go to andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Fourteen state of origins for our guest debuting back in 2016. Tyson Frizzell, what do you remember about your first game in blue? Uh, first thing I can remember is is getting a, a, a late call up. To be honest, yeah. um, Wade Graham was was named to play in the side, and uh, he was suspended. I think probably the day before he was going to go into camp, and yep, um, we had to wait for the judiciary to happen, and then. Um, yeah, end up he ended up getting you know, suspended, and then I got the late call up, and then come into the side. So um, it happened pretty quickly. But I remember getting the phone call and um, from Laurie, and then telling my parents, and and then going into camp. And the first thing I remember is um, running out uh, onto the field at, at SunCorp, and mm. um, just having a big smile on my face, just running out there and thinking how good this is, like. Yeah, this opportunity doesn't does come very often, and this could be my last game ever. You know, what I mean, like um, Wade was named in the side; he could probably be back next week yeah. and continue um, his career. But um, yeah, so I just remember going out there, enjoying every moment, and especially remembering that five minutes that I got before the start of the game to be out there and enjoying the crowd was probably a, a special moment. Um, I can remember and the rest of the game is pretty much a blur. Um, yeah. But that five minutes before the game was was very um, memorable. Mate, we always hear about how much faster it is. No doubt about that. Is it actually more physical as well? Oh, I think everything is just a lot more harder. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you could probably say it's a lot more physical, but but definitely, yeah, it, it is a lot more faster and, and it is physical. I think guys are a lot more athletic. I'm not saying that back in the day it wasn't, but you just see everyone is in top nick shape. Um, yeah. and, and the way it probably the game's kind of gone, everyone sort of leaned up a little bit more and it is a lot quicker. Like they said, they brought the smaller guy into the game and, and even the smaller guys aren't so little anymore. They're mm. usually jacked up and they might yep. be short, but they're, they're very, they're very built. So, um, yeah, I guess you can say that the physical side is probably um, maybe dipped a little bit, but 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 not so much. Under fatigue, any kind of t- contact is is very is very hard. You would have grown up watching the great origins with one on one stinks and brawls, but we're not allowed <laughs> to do that now. We've got to be we've got to be good kids. Just once in a New South Wales jersey, would it be nice to start throwing them just like the good old days? Because you're living your childhood dream. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, you can say Gow sort of messed that up for, for everyone. Yes. But um, I guess you saw a little bit of it in game. I think it was game two with Payne and... Um, yeah, Tino. Yeah, and Tino. So, oh, mate, I've never been much of a fighter. I, I love the physical, um, you know, side, side of the game and um, I do thrive on that. But in terms of emotion and um, I guess... I've learned to have no emotion kind of thing yeah. within within a 
game and just get the job done and, and do what you need to do. And I guess if it was to ever happen, uh, you'd let it happen. I wouldn't give you. I wouldn't be going chasing for it. You never know. Um, you know, I wouldn't want to. I'd, I'd rather not be on highlights for the wrong reason. Let's just say that in origin, I'd rather be in there for doing something good. And um, yeah, I don't know how taking chances in um, in a stinking in an origin. Uh, great answer. Thanks for the chat, mate. Talk soon. No dramas. Galaxyfinance.com.au. Ask for Leanne for a free chat. Sunday, April the 4th, Newcastle versus St. George Illawarra circled on the kitchen calendar. I reckon as soon as the draw came out by our guest Tyson Frizzell, big day, mate, because you spent eight wonderful years at the club. You played 165 games for them. But this time, for the first time, you'll be standing on the other side of the field. Yeah, it's going to be a, a very a very different kind of feel. Um, like you said, I've been at the club for, for so long and... Um, we're in a different jersey on, on the other side of the fence. Um, you can say it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be different. But oh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, it's a, it's a game that, yeah, I've, I have seen on, on the calendar, and <laughs> um, lucky enough for me, it's, it's at home um, in Newcastle, which is, which is, uh, which is good for me. I have um, all the night fans are on my side, and um, you know, for, for myself and the club, hopefully we can, uh, we can get a win as well. Mate, are you a guy that's able to keep emotion out of it or are you one of the guys that uses the emotion of a game as part of your preparation? Um, yeah, definitely not. Um, I think emotions in the past has probably um, drained me a little bit. So okay, any type of game, um, it's sort of – you sort of have that emotion. Um, at the start of the game, you probably um, know how big the game is, but once you step on that field, it's – it's all business and um, it'll be no different for me um, stepping out against the Dragons or, or any other team. You, you know the build-up before a game and you can you let that soak in and let that emotion soak in. But, yeah, once you cross that white line, it, it's all business for me. You've got some great mates at the Dragons. Who's going to be waiting for you to sledge you and annoy you more than anyone else? <laughs> uh Probably either I can probably think that one person that probably slayed is probably Trent Marin or or maybe yeah. Paul Vaughan. Depend depends what kind of uh, mood Paul Vaughan's in. I think he likes a bit of likes a bit of a chat on the field, but uh, hopefully you can get him off his game so he's he's not so chirpy. Enjoy the weekend, mate. Have fun, rip in, and good luck. Thanks very much, mate. Everyone at some time has a question about their finances. For all your answers and a free chat. Contact our sponsors, Galaxy Finance, and ask for Leanne. Any questions, any queries, they have the solutions from home loan lending to complete financial planning. With Galaxy Finance, they'll do all the work for you and find the best possible deal. They'll do it all. Get in contact and mention Unfiltered for that free chat. A free chat, no obligations, a free chat just by mentioning Unfiltered. Get in touch with Leanne at galaxyfinance.com.au. We're chatting back rowers and chatting with one of the game's great back rowers in Tyson Frizzell. Keen to get your thoughts on a few of your opponents over the last decade. Who do you reckon would be the fastest back rower you've played against? Oh, the fastest back rower. Um, I'm probably thinking maybe Matt Gillette. 
He might have yeah, been. Yeah, very deceptive, had, wasn't he? Yeah, very deceptive. Quick and, and light on his feet. Um, yeah, he's probably he's probably the quickest I can I can probably think of. I can't really think of uh, too many more. You're you're pretty uh, quick on your feet, mate. What about the biggest back rower? Who's the one you stand across the field from, looking and thinking, "Oh shit, he's a monster." These days, um, back back in the day when I first started my career, it was definitely Sam Friday. I remember making my debut um, in yeah. 2011 against Sam Friday, and he was in the peak uh, of his form back then, just pretty much unstoppable and. Yep. It was uh very, very intimidating for <laughs> for a kid like me coming through the ranks and, and playing against a, a great like him. Obviously was able to play some um representative footy, but he was yep. definitely a player when I first started my career that um yeah, tried to stay away from. Who's the back rower that you run onto the field knowing you are gonna be hurt and covered in bruises by the end of full time? Just the hard bloke. Just the hard bloke. Um, I guess Boyd Corner is probably a tough guy that yeah. um, you know you're going to have a have a tough game against. He's going to be it's whether he's carrying the ball or he's making a tackle. Nothing about him he's he's soft. It's it's very direct too, and yep. um, no fancy footwork. It's it's all hard, and even the way he defends as well is, is all hard. And um, you can see the by the way he plays and he leads his state and his club and. And also his country is definitely a tough competitor. Is the back rower's game changing at all? And has it changed over the last ten years? What a back rower is is asked to do. Oh, I feel like it has. It's yeah. um, There's a. I guess there was a point in time when I started my career. It's, you got to sort of sort of relax a little bit on the edge, but now it's it's a lot of long distance running. It's it's sort of yep. getting your your mix right between being a middle forward, but also a smart um, edge defender. And um, I guess the way that things are going these days, a lot of teams are, are trying to work over your foreman or your back rower a lot more these days to, to be able to create some shifts. And the more you can you know, isolate a, a back rower and get him out of position, the more, more chances you are of, um, I guess, creating mismatches and um, being able to score tries. So... Um, yeah, definitely not getting. It feels like it's not getting any easier for me. Also, <laughs> the older you get, I guess. But um, you know, I'm trying to trying to do my best. Tyson Frizzell, always a pleasure. Chat soon. Thanks, mate. That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter, and Mondays is Dream Team where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had, best drinkers, best looking, who knows, there's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. 
This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them, and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.